Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast, where listeners will be encouraged with positive thoughts and actions that can be applied to combat that negativity that inundates our daily lives. Guiding people to see a positive perspective in personal and professional life events. Now, here is your host, Bob Brum, the Encouragement Engineer. Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. We help people to combat the negativity that inundates our daily lives with a positive perspective and positive action. Today's guest is Jason Skisik. Jason is a U.S. Army veteran, coach, and entrepreneurial evangelist. He is a father, husband, fighter, fighter, and carrier of heavy things. <laughs> I love that. His company, Spear and Clover, helps businesses with good leaders, talented teams, and strong playbooks go from contenders to championship teams. You can find Jason hosting the weekly Spear and Clover podcast available on YouTube and across all audio platforms. So please welcome to the show, Jason Skisik. Jason, thank you for taking the time today. And again, I want to thank you again for your service since today's Veterans Day and uh, you service served our country in the U.S. Army. So thank you so much. Bob, thank you so much, man. I think you and the country are worth it. So it's it's my pleasure. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, if you can, why don't we tell the listeners to get to know you a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, that's a great question, Bob. Uh, so as you mentioned, I, I'm a veteran of the United States Army. I served um, from 2004 to 2008. Um, and that was probably, you know, I have two core values that make up, you know, what you see on the spear and clover uh, symbol. Uh, one is military mindset, and the other one is spirit of the puppy. Uh, and we can kind of go into that a little bit more later, but uh, I was born with spirit of the puppy. And so like many entrepreneurs, I was born with entrepreneur's disease, which they, they used to call ADHD. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what they're calling it these days, but I just like to call it entrepreneur's disease. Uh, and, and, and so I was a handful. I was always uh, high energy. I love trying new things. I love doing new things. My attention span was kind of all over the place, but it wasn't until I joined the military, um, where I understood and gained over some hard fought times, um, the value of discipline and respect and honor and duty and loyalty. Uh, and those are the things that make up that spear portion of the spear and clover. Um, so coming back from the military, I, uh, I did two things, Bob. I went back to school for finance and ultimately went into a banking role for the biggest bank in the world. Uh, and at the same time, I started a small CrossFit gym uh, in a dusty warehouse on the fourth floor um, for just myself and, and, a, and, and two veteran friends. And I started it uh, in a small group. Uh, and, and eventually... Uh, I realized as I was working on a $50 million deal somewhere and my boss's 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 boss and I were all at the table uh, and the entrepreneur was sitting on the other side, I just realized that really I was on the wrong side of the table. I could only see eye to eye with the entrepreneur. And uh, so once I committed full time to entrepreneurship, uh, the rest was history, as they say. And right. then maybe that's a good place to break. There's, there's certainly more to it, but I feel like that's enough for now. Well, and that's, it's interesting because you, you know, you brought about a business, it's a CrossFit business, right? Yeah, that's correct. So okay. I, uh, I've owned the CrossFit gym for about 12 years. I'm now a minority owner. Um, when I moved away in, in 2020 to a different state, um, and had already been coaching other entrepreneurs as a full-time gig. Gotcha. Um, so I, I needed to make sure that that tribe and that community was, was, uh, going to be, you know, uh, led forward with somebody who was totally focused on it. it. It deserves that. And so sold the company to my brother from another uh, mother, Andrew Westcott. Okay. Well, and because you did that, it's interesting because 
the idea of your business now is is helping building people to build their business. And just like you, you teach them to work smarter, not necessarily harder, but you have a proven framework. Tell us a little bit about that, because I think that's important. And it leads into what you said about your going into the military and you got some focused discipline. Is that what yeah. you help people to do with their businesses? Because I can I can see an entrepreneur, like you said, it's a puppy thing. OK, let's do this shiny thing over here. What are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, well, the entrepreneur, the entrepreneur is we're, we're very similar. I've I've been blessed to have worked with hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs in one way or another. I've been a part of multiple different masterminds. I've been a coach for entrepreneurs for a few hundred of them, uh, and and I actually uh, have taken a small sabbatical from anything. I took a mini retirement over the last year, uh, and I call that a year of service. Um, and what I did every single day, you know, five days a week at least, uh, during that was number one, I spent time with my wife and my brand new daughter Lucy. Shout out to Lucy. Uh, number two, I did jujitsu and Muay Thai almost every single day. Uh, and number three, I was on the phone with entrepreneurs. Um, and so I get to see what I would be like if I grew up in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and what I might be like if I grew up in Maine, and what I might be like if I came from uh, Arizona or Australia. Um, and one of the things that we all have in common is, uh, at least the ones I enjoy working with, the entrepreneurs I enjoy working with, have a big hairy mission that they can see how it can make an impact in the world. I always say entrepreneurs are those folks who see the world as it could be mm -hmm. and can't help but take action. The problem is, is in order to get from point zero to point one and start a great business, you have to work your ass off, you have to wear all the different hats, you have to be able to be kind of everything for everybody. And that just can crush you as you try to go from step one to step two and beyond. Right. Uh, and so what I do is I help entrepreneurs as a mentor has helped me in the past to take a break, pump the brakes and really build frameworks, foundations and even flow into their business. And I don't do that by telling them what to do. I do that by asking them a series of questions mm -hmm. that bring out exactly what that business should be um, when they're given an opportunity to really think it through. And that's interesting because, you know, so many times people think, okay, you're an entrepreneur, you're running a business, you're running so fast all the time, but you're saying, hold on, stop, slow down, let's build a solid foundation. That's critical in today's society. Yeah. Yeah. Just to break in there, I'll give you one example that every entrepreneur can identify with if you've been in business for a little while. And that is um, if you wanted to go out and hire somebody. You can go out and hire somebody and just get the first person that's qualified, the first person that gives you a good interview, the first person that maybe has the experience that you're looking for. And it can be three, six, 12 months before you realize that they're a terrible fit and that ultimately you've been paying them to actually cost you more money. Right. Um, whereas if you take the time to understand your real mission, what you actually are trying to do with the world, you take the time to understand your core values as an operator, as a business owner, as a business, um, and then have a real strong understanding of exactly what your goals are as an organization, and then you apply those things as a lens when you go to find an employee, it'll take you a little bit longer to get them, but immediately you'll notice the difference because your words and your actions will be coming out of their mouth and their hands. Um, and that's just, anybody listening to this that's struggled with that right now is like, yeah, right, what, you know, whatever. but they definitely identify with the cost of, of bringing somebody on board who's not bought on in the mission, who doesn't have a core value match and maybe doesn't even get energy from the job that they're doing. They're just there right. to collect a paycheck. And that's, yeah, that does make a big difference. I mean, taking that time up front to get that right person saves you so much in the long run. Um, it, it, it's definitely a plus doing that. It, it just builds, like you said, that 
you're trying to duplicate yourself and that's critical. You know, so you want that same values, you want those same work ethics, the whole bit. And when you can find that by taking that time and, and you know, getting that valued person in at the beginning, it really pays off. So great job with that. You talk about it, too, that you build a tribal community. Tell us about that, because that's interesting. Well, Bob, one of my core values is tribal. Uh, and that's just a, a, a reflection of, you know, I grew up in sports. Uh, I was in the military. And it seems like, you know, again, I, when I was in the military, I worked on a cable crew. We, we dug holes and we pulled cable for 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, so I wasn't out there fighting anybody but myself and, and this goddamn cable. <laughs> but I was a part of this tribe. I was a part of this team where nobody could quit. We probably didn't want to be out there every day, but we were going to be out there every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm really proud of the work that came out of that, that and in the, the relationships that came out of that. And so ever since then, I've kind of been on a hunt for building tribes, building communities, being that, you know, central figure who can help those other people to come together. And then of course, you know, you already know I own a CrossFit gym. If yeah. there's one thing that we do great in CrossFit, besides making people look great naked and, and do amazing things, it's bringing people together as a tribe. You right. know, Bob, there's probably somewhere between five and 10 babies or children now that are walking around because their parents met at our community. And that's something that makes me more proud than any amount of money or any amount of weight loss or any amount of anything else that came out of that. And so when I talk about building tribe and community, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. I mean, that's what we need in our communities and our cultures yeah. these days is, is more of that, right? Yeah, it's it's so true. It's it's nice to go to those, if you will, those think of the the cliche saying, uh, go to the place where everyone knows your name. Yeah, it's got a good feeling. I mean, that's a nice place to go. You enjoy going there. You enjoy being part of it. Um, it does make a big difference. So um, one of the other things that you talk about are values. If you can fill us in on some of that, because I think that's a good basis for anybody, especially with today's the way things are. Um, we need good values in anything we do that helps us be solid in who we are. Can you tell us about how you help people to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you've been listening, I've already kind of alluded or even overtly, you know, explicitly said core values in this conversation. And, um, you know, they're the, the most important to real thing to realize when you talk about core values or even core tenants, and there is a difference, which we right. don't need to go through right now, but um, is this probably isn't who you wish you were. It's probably not who you hope to one day be. Your core values are what make you you now. It's the ember that burns inside of you, kind of whether or not you choose to define it. And so, you know, like all plans are never, are the only thing you know about any plan is that it's not 100% true. Well, yeah. the same thing is with core values. We're trying to identify and reveal what our core values are. So we're not making them up. Um, and unfortunately, when I talk to entrepreneurs almost without fail, and, and if they answer this question correctly, it, it's almost unlikely that I will ever need to work with them. Um, but when I ask somebody about their core values, they go, oh yeah, we have a mission and we have core values. I go, what are they? Well, we made them when we filed for our LLC and we put them in a digital drawer, you know, somewhere, whether it's their Google Drive or whatever. And I could go look them up and I can have them to you by this afternoon. And I just am so disappointed when I hear that um, because I think entrepreneurs have been lulled into this sense because we say these cliche terms like core values and mission around and why they've right. been lulled into this sense that those actually aren't important, that there's something you need, but that they're not important. And so my answer is if you wouldn't get your core values tattooed on your body, 
again, figuratively, I'm not saying everybody has to, then they're probably not real. Uh, when I, I had core values, when we launched our business many years ago, uh, and I too put them in a drawer and I couldn't tell you what they were. They were probably borrowed from Apple and McDonald's and United airlines. Right. Um, but, but when I went through the very almost painful process of, of filtering down through many steps to getting to my core values, all of a sudden, Bob, I had this five piece puzzle that I could hold up to the world. And by hold up to the world, what I mean is I could look at employees or clients that I had in the past that should have been great and it never seemed to work out. And I could say, oh, well, they were spirit of the puppy, so I loved being around them, but they had no military mindset, so I couldn't respect them. Or, you know, in the future, as we look at to do another project, they say, well, this is great. This fits this and this, but because it doesn't fit this, I'm sorry, but we are gonna have to part ways or we're not gonna go ahead forward with that decision. Um, and so I will tell you right now that there has not been a day that has gone by since I did that work that my core values have not played an immense factor in the way that I behave as an entrepreneur and as a man. Well, and that's a great thing too, because so many times our society, I think is afraid to say no, they want to people please. They want to do whatever you can say no to people because they're outside of your values. That's not a problem. Um, and you just, you know, you mentioned that and it's, that's that discipline stepping in, I think, that says it's okay to say no because these are outside what I want to be. Yeah, I I have what I call high beams of hope. Uh, And as an entrepreneur, I think this is common. And that is whenever I meet somebody new who's who's great, who feels like a good fit, uh, my high beams of hope usually just blow them out and I see the best version possible of themselves. Again, I'm a CrossFit guy. So part of being a CrossFit coach is I need to convince you, I need to be able to teach you how to do something that you used to think was impossible, Right. right? And so I have to see the best version of you. Um, but that can be detrimental, not just for me, but for you. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, more and more, there are wonderful people who I love that I would have to my home for dinner and, and Thanksgiving events or something like that, that I just absolutely would not work with. Um, there are people that are, you know, on my very short list of, of you know, all stars over here uh, that just they're, they're not a core value fit for us to actually work together. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to, to have that difference. That's what makes up the world. So, you know, makes our world so interesting. So yeah. About that. <laughs> yeah. Um, with, it's interesting because it seems like you teach an and not or type principles that you own a business and you can be successful. Um, you know, family guy and still be fit. It's not one or the other. Is that, Tell us yeah, about that, that. that. That's accurate. I mean, listen, I've spear and clover is that way for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the story being that I was I was rucking one day in the dunes. I live here in the Indiana Dunes National Park, uh, oh, okay. and 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 I go about weekly. I'll go on what I call a solo mission, uh, which is me and my two Australian Shepherd dogs will just go for a ruck, and I just get to think about what's going on in life, in business, myself, my place in the universe, whatever. Um, and one day uh, I had a 40 pound pack on my back and I had a 40 pound log on my shoulder and we're doing 11 miles. So I'm hoofing. Uh, we're going hard and the dogs are like running out into the woods and they're playing around and then they come back and they check on me. Then they're running out into the woods. They're getting all muddy and they come back and they're checking on me. And it just occurred to me that besides core values in that instant, it re- I realized that that's where I do my best is not when I'm only focused on work and not when I'm only focused on play, but when I'm doing a combination of the both, the both where I'm focused on my goals, but I'm also taking time to develop new relationships, try new things, participate in hobbies and enjoy my life. Um, and so absolutely, I have gone to great lengths to engineer. I have a, I have an engineered uh, schedule for my week and it's yeah. 
it's exactly what I'm willing to do to be perfectly happy. Right. And again, it leads back to the discipline, the focus, you know, it's okay to say, no, we, we have this for our life for a purpose. You know, if, if we want to go through that goal, we've got to be able to have that drive within us. And I think you amplify that, you know, exemplify that with who you explain you are. I mean, there's a goal, there's a fire inside of you and you're going to do what you need to do. And that may mean, like you said, spending time with your wife, your daughter, your work, and then take time for yourself. Well, and Bob, I'm, I'm so glad that you said that. I'm sorry. You got me really excited because yeah. you talk about energy. You talk about passion and drive. I don't need to try to do that. Right. If I was working, I, I had a job at a bank and it was painstaking for me to get through things that I was pretty good at and very interested in. Yeah. But what I found is, especially with this entrepreneur's disease, ADD, I, I've become a shepherd of my attention span, which means I put myself wow. in positions where the thing that I'm drawn to is actually the virtuous thing. It's the, I put myself in positions where the work that I get done is the work that I really want to do, the work that gives me energy. Bob, this phone call is going to give me energy. I'm going to leave this phone call jazzed for the rest of the day. And that's why I do this as much as I possibly can. Yeah. And that's why I don't, you know, uh, go out and cold call. That's why I don't yeah. hand out flyers on the side of the road. That's why I don't join the uh, local um, chamber of commerce and give speeches because I'd much rather engage with other podcasters. And, 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 and I could give you examples of that across the board. You right. know, I really try uh, to do only that work as much as I can that gives me energy, not drains me. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with us because that's important too. I mean, that these type of things, yeah, getting to know people is exciting for me. There's, there's, we're people to begin with. So, you know, just that relationship right there, it puts people together. And then what do they do? How do they get through this? Those types of learning skills are what gets, you know, interesting to me because it's how people are, it's how they grow, it's how they get through those hurdles and how they overcome things. So, you know, great job with that and appreciate you sharing that with others too. Of course, brother. Um, your background with the fitness and so forth we, and, and health, and you talk about hiking. Let's talk about the benefits of that in your mindset. I mean, yeah. how, let's, re, if you will, inform people how those two relate. Okay, so let's just take fitness and uh, rucking and hot yoga and CrossFit and jujitsu and cycling or running, and let's just call that collective elective suffering or elective collective <laughs> suffering. suffering. This is this is a this is another thing that I that I talk about. I actually have a, uh, and this isn't like a plug or anything because it's not, but uh, I have a thirty day spear and clover challenge, and two of the things you do are solo missions where you go out on your own and elective collective suffering. And the elective collective suffering part is you you go and do something in a group of like-minded individuals that's crazy hard. Uh, and that could be CrossFit, that could be jujitsu, it could be hot yoga, it could be running or cycling, anything. It could be hiking mm -hmm. with other people. Right. Um, but the idea is that that's where tribal like bonds are formed that we call right. uh, my my friend Robin Lalonde is the one that gave me the elective collecting collective suffering thing. She's a world class running coach and a, and a great gym owner as well from Chicago. Um, and she talks about the sweat bonds that are created uh, when wow. you when you come together and you do something really hard. And then more importantly, if you think about like the continuum of your day to day life, you know, from really, really good over here to really, really bad over here, when every single day or three or four times a week, you go and you do something that makes you want to die for 35 minutes to an hour, all of a sudden those things that used to be at the very end of your pain scale are somewhere near the middle and just so much easier to deal with, right? Right. And, you know, you being in the military, I mean, there was times I'm sure that you were literally sweating, almost dying, 
doing stuff you didn't want to do, but that collective group together that builds that bond. Um, I know my dad was a U.S. Army veteran as well. He served in World War II. My brother was as well. He served in the 80s. And there's a bond there. And it's, uh, you know, it is something to see. And it's interesting you mention that because I think those that suffer or sweat together, there is a strong bond that is built amongst that relationship. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, whether it's, whether it's, we're digging a hole in the desert or swinging kettlebells next to each other, you know, there is this thing where I'm just not going to put the shovel or the kettlebell down if you don't, and right. you're over there thinking the same thing. And all of a sudden we're just so much, there's, I hate the word synergy, but there is a synergy. We're greater than the sum of our parts because, yeah. you know, because we're, we're holding each other accountable. And, you know, I, People, I think sometimes people falsely attribute some like inner drive to me. And the truth is I get to do the things I'm passionate about and I won't let you down. I would let myself down five times before I would ever, a hundred times before I would ever let somebody else down. And so that's why I make sure to have constituents, to have people that I serve uh, as much as I can, because that's how I show up as my best self. And that's a great reminder for, for me and for anybody listening. I mean, you think about that. Don't let those people down. And yeah, you'll, you'll drive, you know, hours, you'll drive yourself, you know, work hard and you'll get it done. And then you, you know, you might want to get lazy on Saturday or whatever. So the um, great reminder for people, if we can turn that around and keep it to ourselves as well, reminder that this life is worth living. This life is worth being healthy for. This life is worth you know, seeing your, your kids grow up and seeing the benefits of your health for, you know, what you do in your life and how it sustains you, they get to see that and they start to practice that and start to see the benefits of it and see the discipline of it. So great, great reminder with that. That's wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. Of course, Bob, this is great. <laughs> yeah. So how does, we kind of touched on a little bit. I mean, you're, the, the fitness and how that helps to keep a positive mindset. I mean, we, you know, we can talk about the chemicals and the endorphins and all that, that helps, but what are some ways you see that benefiting the clients you served? Well, I'd rather look at it from the other side. And that is the folks that I know that don't stay active, that don't uh, use their bodies or, or their, um, you know, eat healthy and things like that. They're slower. They're sl- more sluggish. They have less motivation. They feel bad. Listen, yeah. man, I think I mentioned, I don't think we were recording yet, but uh, my house has a sickness going through it right now. Yeah. And and I feel pretty great because I'm talking to somebody like you, Bob, but but uh, my stomach hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and it's harder to show up when your stomach hurts. It's yeah. harder to show up when you're overweight or when you don't have energy. It's harder to show up when you have a headache yeah. because you're not hydrated or whatever it might be. Um, I think that we're figuring it out. And if you look at some of the most successful people, Yes, financially, uh, but also just in your life, the people that you respect, you know, very few of them are going to be like, you know, sedentary, overweight, no motivation, you know, low energy, taking naps all day, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, And and I think more and more we're seeing that bear fruit um, as you see, you know, the the people that are at the forefront of our our world are fitter and fitter. Um, And so, listen, man, you only get one body. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and none of it matters if, you know, a healthy man can have a thousand different dreams. This is like a Confucius thing. Mm-hmm. A sick man only has one and that is to be well. And so, right. you know, fitness is a, is a hedge against illness. Uh, cause yeah. if you're fit, you have to go back to being well before you can even be ill, if that makes sense. 
No, yeah, definitely. And yeah, you know, it just, it doesn't take a whole lot to get a reminder. Go visit somebody in a hospital. You know, I mean, wow, it's not the place you want to be. And if you can avoid that at all costs, I mean, when I, I just got an email the other day from a a doctor that I've been seeing and, oh, reminder, you need an annual checkup. And it's like, last time I was in there, they said, why are you here? You know, it's like, well, I thought I needed a checkup. Just want to make sure everything's working right. He goes, if you feel fine, you don't need to be here. Works for me, you know, (laughs) I'll do my workouts where, where else I'll, you know, where I do. And I keep myself healthy with supplements and so forth. So, um, in mindset growth, but yeah, if I don't have to see a doctor, I'm okay with that. (laughs) I love that, man. Well, Jason, tell us where people can find out more about you, your website, and how can they get a hold of you? Absolutely. Thank you, Bob. Uh, first of all, before I do, um, if you're listening to this and you made it this far, you know, like this episode and subscribe to Bob's podcast because he's putting a lot of hard work in over here and I think he's doing really great work um, and you're benefiting from that. So please give him a great review. Um, it, I, as a podcaster, I know how much that can mean. Um, for me, my podcast is called Spear and Clover. Feel free to do the same for me. Uh, if you've enjoyed this message, I would love to have you on our side of the aisle. Uh, otherwise, uh, I do help entrepreneurs to build foundations for their business that can help them get to the next level and impact the world at a bigger rate. Um, and you can find me at www.spearandclover.com. Uh, my platform of choice is typically Instagram. I'm Spear and Clover on Instagram, as well as Jason Skisick on Instagram. Um, and then, of course, I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, and everything right. is just my name or Spear and Clover. Um, so thanks again, Bob. This has been fantastic. I really appreciate you having me on. Well, Jason, thank you for being guest on the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. We really appreciate your time today and the information. And once again, thank you for service to our country. I really appreciate it. Of course, brother. Thanks again. Thank you. Hello, this is Bob Brum, your Encouragement Engineer. I want to be your contrarian. I want to help you in the battle to overcome the negativity that inundates our daily lives. You're better and greater than your situation, and you've been given a gift by our great creator. As an encouragement engineer, I can help you to see the value of a positive perspective, positive actions, and positive mindset in your life. No matter if you're a solopreneur, or corporate contributor, or a large organization, the value of your greatness needs to be shared with the world. As an author and encouragement engineer, I would love the opportunity to enlighten your organization with the value of positivity for your situation. We can overcome negativity with the light of positivity. I encourage you to contact us at BobBrumSpeaks.com for more information, and let's have a conversation about your situation and how we can help you. Thanks for joining us on the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. To learn more about the services Bob provides, please visit his website at BobBrumSpeaks.com for more information, and please feel free to share this podcast to your friends.